Here's the thing about new Cherry Vanilla Coke. Though Cherry's named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been Vanilla Cherry Coke, or it could have been Coke Cherry Vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke Vanilla Cherry Coke or Cherry Vanilla Coke Coke. Mm -hmm. Unless you're in France, which would make it Le Coke de la Vanilla de la Cherry de la Creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And New Cherry Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar, same great taste, zero sugar. This episode is powered by Safety FM. This podcast is being sponsored by SafetyConsultantBlueprint.com. Do you feel that your knowledge would be better served if you were your own boss? Your knowledge can help more people improve their workplace safety. Most of what you know may be wasting in a job that limits what you can do for the overall health and safety of workers. Now is the time to start your own business while you're still working for your current employer. Start your own safety consultant business with the Safety Consultant Blueprint course. Get your business legal in just a week. Brand yourself as an authority in safety, even on a shoestring budget. No more stressing about how to price your services fairly, but still make a profit. And experience the amazing feeling of being your own boss. This 100% online video course is instructor-led and will give you detailed steps to keep you focused as to what to do next to grow your business. Lay out strategies to keep you maximizing your marketing and networking efforts. And explain how to get money in between clients. Register today at safetyconsultantblueprint.com and enter the code PODCAST. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Primus. This is the podcast where I teach you how to run the business of a safety consultant. So... I have something uh, really cool this week. It's an interview. I've been trying to do interviews, you know, at least once a month. And uh, this one is someone that I came in contact with because he had a solution that I needed. So I was looking for uh, ways to track certificates, to do it digitally, and to seamlessly kind of match up or, or to say move from when someone finishes one of my online courses at primus.institute, P-R-I-M-U-S dot institute, I-N-S-T-I-T-U-T-E. So the Primus.Institute sites, I have courses up there. Some are public-facing, some are not public-facing. They're for my clients, and I give out certificates. So I want to make sure that there is a way that I could track certificates, and uh, I wanted to see if there's any system out there that has some other digital components to audits and a few other things. So... Like somehow, I don't know if Naveen reached out to me, if I reached out to him, but somehow we, we uh, came in contact and I set up this interview and it was very interesting. We talked about everything. We talked about WorkSafe BC because he's in British Columbia. I didn't really understand that system, but I love their programs and I you love their videos. So WorkSafe BC, you got a friend in me. And he talked about the keto diet. He was talked about uh, just 
food and ethnicities in BC. We went through mindfulness practice and yoga and talked about having gym memberships as a, a consultant. We talked about co-spacing and how you can use services such as Regis if you only need a space of certain hours per week instead of having to pay that outright. And, uh, you know, that just goes against everything. You know, we, we talked a lot about the, that kind of things. I had, I had fun. We talked about the early days when you would print your own card and you just kind of rip it at the perforations. So I had a really good uh, conversation and I learned a lot about wallet card, how it could be used in my system as I'm trying to develop more and more things for my clients. And so that is uh, what we're going to do today and stick uh, stay tuned afterwards. We, After the interview, I am going to do a tip of the week. And so I just want to uh, truly let you guys have some fun with this interview and uh, hopefully it's a solution that you could use. Start with you. Tell everybody about yourself as well as uh, your journey to becoming your own boss. Since most of the people that are going to be listening to the podcast, they had to make that decision for themselves about you know being their own boss. So, uh, what what was your personal journey to say, all right, that's it, I can do better myself? For sure. So once again, my name's Naveen. Um, I've I think as a kid, I really knew that I didn't want to have a boss. Growing up, I saw my parents kind of working every day, doing the nine to five grind. Um, and as an early kid, I don't know, around like probably nine or 10, I, I realized I didn't want to kind of follow those footsteps of, of kind of waking up and going to listen to somebody and uh, kind of do that journey. Um, though, of course, I follow those footsteps um, in the early days. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think Where is home? Home is Vancouver in Canada, Vancouver, BC. Um, so in those early days, I believe I would have been about 14 or 15. Uh, I got a job in manufacturing, working for a family friend. Um, progressed there for many years um, and became a supervisor, production manager. Um, and, and life was pretty decent there. And I, I, I think that whole kind of life frame, uh, looking back, then I learned a lot of either what to do or really what not to do. Um, that company, we weren't a very safe company, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and that's manufacturing. You know, it's really tough. And what what kind of um, year, if you wouldn't mind giving us the 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 year around roughly this is, so we can put in context what kind of a safety culture? Because each each decade you kind of got better and better with safety culture. For sure, that actually makes a lot of sense. This would have been about two thousand three to two thousand and seven, somewhere in that time frame. Back in the 2003 time frame, we were still drinking on the job, which is quite crazy to think of right now. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, one of the jobs I had, and it was working for the state, and they had this, I guess it was pretty much a employee day, appreciation day, and they would do it, and they had alcohol that would serve, and everybody will go home after that, and you're like, what are you kidding? What are you guys doing here? <laughs> So is that kind of similar to uh, to that what you guys had as far as your atmosphere over there? 
For sure, very much. We we didn't really follow a lot of safety policies or procedures back then. Um, we we like I said, we drank the job. We did Friday uh, barbecues, so we started drinking at about 11 a.m. with the barbecue <laughs> supplied by the company. Um, our forklifts had uh, uh, what we called a beer holder on it. It was just a cup holder, uh, but it, it it had our beer on there. It was is pretty horrible when you reflect back and look at it. Um, oh, yeah. Now that I'm in the safety world and and I look at everything a little different than I did back then. Yep, yep. Well, uh, back then you had the risk and you probably calculated it out and say, okay, that means one beer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a lot different nowadays, right? (laughs) For sure. And I'm glad things have kind of changed this way. Um, Life was very much different there. And uh, uh, we've got WorkSafe BC officers, of course, in America. I've got OSHA. It's very comparable. Um, it, they, they were not visiting as much back then. And, um, actually my, my road into safety consulting, um, all started back, uh, from a safety inspection from, from the regulatory authorities. I mean, that's kind of how I veered into the safety training world and the consulting side of the world. Well, well, for my uh, American ignorance on this side, I use WorkSafe BC like for almost everything, all my training, all my presentations. I, I have to find a way to squeeze one of their videos in. Uh, for me, I thought it was more of an insurance type company or is it uh, regulatory from the perspective that they are a Canadian OSHA? They are the the BCO OSHA. So each province um, has their own uh, regulatory body. Uh, much like if you think of like Cal OSHA, they've taken the uh, the federal OSHA and then kind of made it their own based on the incidents that happened in California. Uh, we've got a federal regulation that is quote unquote your minimum standards uh, mm-hmm. that then BC has taken on and said this is not good enough based on all the various industries, all the various accidents. Um, and that is WorkSafe BC. So WorkSafe is both the insurance provider but, uh, but also the, the regulatory uh, body that creates the regulations and enforces the regulations. Really? Now, that just baffles my mind in the way because if they're uh, also taking premiums, uh, then obviously you know that they're going to be invested in getting people safer. Uh, but on the flip side, let's say that someone is almost uninsurable, you know, uh, they're also receiving those premiums as well. So uh, how do they break regulator from uh, someone who is doing the business and, and supplying the insurance for that industry, or at least that individual? For sure. I, I, I do think that's a very complicated question. Um, and I, I don't think I've got enough education, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> to speak on it. But uh, in terms of the current setup we do have here, it does work for for uh, most companies um, with them getting the uh, not only WorkSafe is great in both the educational aspect. We've got, I think, about 13 different uh, industry associations that have been created through WorkSafe that is fully supported by the the premiums that that employers pay. Um, And these industry kind of bodies, uh, they also provide free education. So if you're looking for training, if you're looking to see what the requirements are, there's a lot more free resources available to these uh, companies that are paying these premiums. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think the, the, the world we're trying to all go into is one that companies are following all these rules and procedures um 
and and there's hopefully one day there's less and less or, or even no fines being issued because companies are being compliant. That would be kind of the world that um, yeah. I think we're all trying to get towards one day. Yeah, just like a friendly reminder, you know, like one of those little notes you put on someone's car to let them know, hey, <laughs> you know, you got something wrong. Check your tire pressure. It's getting a little low. <laughs> so uh, that would probably be a, a, a real amazing yeah, world if we could get to that point. For uh, sure. From- and it, sorry, and, and BC as well has got something quite unique with our insurance provider for like even our automobiles. So our, our insurance provider, ICBC, um, is also the the guys that do the the insurance, but the claims and and the accidents, and they have the lawyers. So it's a very much of a, a provincial kind of system and structure. And that's not true across other provinces, though. So some other provinces, um, even the insurance for automobiles is not is is privatized and not government regulated in terms of how it is in BC. So BC does kind of operate a little different than uh, than other provinces or what you've seen in the different states across the U.S. Okay. Uh, is there a French population like you would see in uh, Quebec or something like that? Or uh, what's the, the ethnic breakdown? I know there's so many diversities in Canada. I don't know uh, in BC what it's like for, for me. Uh, yeah, being- B- nor the, the American. <laughs> B, BC definitely has a lot of your different uh, ethnic backgrounds here. We've got um, some of the best foods available from all the different ethnic, uh, ethnicities. Um, I do love being here too. If I feel like sushi, I can go get some amazing sushi. Or if I want Indian food or pasta, um, those options are available. Uh, currently, I'm on awesome. the ke- yeah. Currently, I'm on the keto diet. So. Um, anything that uh, is that has carbs, I'm definitely off of right now. Yeah, so you got to do like uh, basically all meat. <laughs> it's yeah, like... a high fat all meat for sure. And it, it, it is working. So if you're one of those busy professionals that doesn't have the time to go to the gym like me, um, I, I, I'm definitely thumbs up on the keto diet. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of those things that uh, if you do listen to Safety FM, they just started with a person who is health and fitness and nutrition and fitness. And everyone's like, well, what does that have to do with safety? And when you really think about it, it's truly full body holistic. And then also uh, for consultants, you know, my wife was helping me out the other day, kind of, you know, helping me know, you know, my tracking time as in sitting doing projects versus standing or walking around or doing those things and that's you know that is truly one of those uh new revelations if you will for safety and health especially consultants is you know you still have to think about your body you still have to think about the food you still got to think about activity and all that stuff so man you're you're making me feel guilty over here <laughs> no i'm i'm sorry to do that but uh but it's definitely <laughs> the world we're going into a few of the customers we're even talking to talking to are, are looking at solutions that can integrate step tracking as one of their metrics so they can see how active they're their employees are and things like that. So we're, we're definitely veering towards getting uh, into uh, not only being safe on the job, but being healthy and promoting uh, just health all around uh, in the workforce today. 
Yep. And I do see that a lot with um, some of the larger companies. They really just know that if they just shut down, take some time in the beginning of a day, do some dexterity movements or even yoga or mindfulness practices that the rest of their day, they're actually more productive. The workers have less injuries and it's actually something that the company could bond together over and it helps them all, all through the organization as a win. For sure, yeah. It's, and, and some of them that even provide a gym, some of the larger companies where there's a gym in the facility makes that little part of leaving work a lot easier. Whereas I, I go to the gym, um, which is close by my office, but around that five o'clock time frame or six o'clock, it's super busy. So you don't get to use all the equipment. So when it is in the workplace, it just makes it that much easier. Yeah, and I'm looking through your your site now, looking at the about us, and you guys have a pretty decent number of of uh, a team here. So, what what's your office space kind of look like? So we we still work out of co working spaces. So we're we're um, relying on um, companies like WeWork um, that have uh, larger facilities, and we get to take uh, advantage of their facilities. We we're working out of Regis facilities before, um, oh, yeah. so it just depends on kind of the needs uh, of what our team has. But um, at some point, we would we'll get our own office. But just the scaling from adding more employees and things like that with a WeWork or a Regis type um, setup is really easy for scaling as of right now versus having our own facility where if we run out of space, then we have to look for a, a completely new one. Yep. And uh, the reason why I asked that, or at least phrased it that way, is because there's a lot of people who want to grow their consulting, safety consulting side by uh, they'll go out into a neighborhood, go out into an area, I should say, and then they'll know they could capture the market through there. But if they want to branch out, it's almost like a franchising model where they could go to a different town, a different location, get some business there and then hire or should say subcontract with somebody with a, a 1099 miscellaneous under their business and kind of do it that way and grow their business with a percentage of work and uh it seems like I've, I've kind of been seeing a trend for consultants to kind of blend their businesses that way. So it kind of seems that you guys have a, a similar mindset there as far as making sure that people could telecommute or if you need to be in an office, it's only for a few hours at a time and it's more efficient than uh, the other way around. Definitely. Yeah, it's, I find even for myself, I work for my home office uh quite often just to be able to get some work done. It's uh, getting into that uh, uh, office with, with everybody as, as fun as it is. Sometimes it's also distracting, um, which you, you don't get as much done. Um, and, and yeah, in terms of kind of going towards like that partnership franchise and kind of route as well, it's uh, we, as, as consultants, um, we, we only have so much time in a day. So there's only so much work we can do. So if you can set those uh, partnerships up with other um, other people that can help you out with your business, um, that's definitely um, a, a way to go to further expand uh, your offerings. Yeah, and it's really good. I've looking at your your website and everything else. It looks like you guys have a workforce of you know hundreds. <laughs> it just really looks that way and that appeal. And I remember trying to get that appeal when I first got going with my business, and I'm you know I had to make a choice to get away from my printed cards and go get some cards you know where I'm printing from my own printer and you know doing a perforation and ripping it open for you know that's my card that I'm going to present. And I still have a few of those. 
but uh, that's only just for nostalgic reasons. But when you had to kind of progress your thinking to say, all right, I need to project an image that I'm larger than I really am, but I have to do it where it is going to not break me as a consultant. And then also I have to do this where I can still maintain my personality and everybody know it's not we, it's me right now, but I make them feel like it's we. I, I, I fully agree. And, uh, and even like talking to something as simple as business cards, I remember those perforated days. And from there, <laughs> we, we ended up buying um, from, from eBay, I believe it was, um, a card cutter thing that you can print them and then you can self-cut them. So you got rid of the perforation part of it. Definitely. We did that for... We did that for uh, probably, I, w- I want to say a little longer than we probably should have. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then from there, we we actually, part uh, not partnered, but we Vistaprint came around. And Vistaprint is amazing. You can get some pretty sleek looking cards for, an affordable, yeah, for an affordable investment. I always add that soft touch element to each of my cards. So that way, <laughs> then when you hand somebody a card, it feels different. And it, it's one of those little things um, that somebody will kind of notice, um, or at least I do. I, and I've heard other people say it, but um, but it's just that one added touch, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And I, um, I again, I got to give my wife credit for this one, but I had two businesses because when I first got started, I wasn't sure if I was going to target the utility field. Well, actually, it was because I got started and first I was targeting the utility field. So that business was called Utility Compliance. And then I created a DBA underneath Utility Compliance called OSHA Compliance Help. And a, what I really wanted to to, to the feeling was if you needed OSHA compliance help on the private sector, I would do that service under that name. And then for the utility customers, my water, wastewater, and city and county customers, I did the other one. So when Vistaprint, when I was making my card, uh, I did two different cards, one on one side for utility compliance, then the flip side for OSHA compliance help. And my wife just said, hey, why don't you make one side matted and the other side glossy? You could feel which side is which. So when you're presenting your card, you actually know which one to present it to by the feel. That's pretty smart. Wow. She's, oh, come she's on. A smart, she's a smart lady. Yeah. Yeah. I tell her all the time. I'm glad that, uh, you know, in a relationship, someone told me this is uh, someone just being funny, facetious, but says in a relationship, you'll usually find a climber and then you'll also find a settler. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know, kind of you think of those things through and I'm like, yeah, I'm glad you're a settler because, you know, I really needed that, that information, that help. <laughs> so just say that facetiously to her. But in your progression, I could tell that, you know, from from what I'm hearing, it sounds like you're you're seeking out fun, but practicality. Is that was that safe to say at the time when you started developing the thought of wallet card? Uh, definitely. So what wallet card, as I started to get into wallet card, I wanted to, I, I, I saw a big need um, in, in the market of just the mismanagement of all this data, both from the consultant training provider side of it, um, but also from a company side. And I, I, I'm, I'm deeply vested in technology um, as it is. I'm, I'm not that old, I, I guess, as of right now. Um, and uh, I, I definitely wanted to take my current knowledge of 15 years in health and safety and, uh, and really get into that technology space. And I, I always tell people that uh, Wallacart is an unsexy 
blue collar tech company. Um, and that's kind of how we spin it to people. Um, yeah, nice. we're, we're not building the, uh, a financial company or, or something related to Bitcoin or blockchain um, or some of the fancy things that are out there. We're, we're really taking a current system that does work, um, but digitizing it so it works better. Yeah, well, you better go grab a walletcoin.com or something so you'll be ready for that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think after this, I, w- I would like to start looking at retirement, but I, I've said that for a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's great because a lot of people, and um, I'm telling you from from my perspective, when I first got started, I wanted to have those things in place to make me seem like our earlier conversation is I was bigger than I was. So I was doing each one of these steps a little bit at a time. And one of the things that I remember doing again with the printer was printing out wallet cards to deliver to people after I did a forklift class and printed out the wallet card and make sure I line up the seam right and, you know, put it in, in the little spacer that it gives you. And then I would deliver my cards when it comes to Haswap or eight hour refresher classes because they need to have some something to verify that but record keeping wise I, I everything's manual paper you know so that's you know the wallet card idea is just great how did you get it for sure actually just to backtrack uh before we get into how we got to the idea um just to touch point on um what you said about laminating it brings back some some fun slash horrible memories i guess of uh-huh. having to do this um do you were you using a laminating machine and actually laminating each card individually through like a one of those machines that did the heat press yeah i did both actually i did the heat press machine and then i also did the self laminating that you could get from um uh, one of those office supply stores so well, I, once I the a- self yeah once the self laminating came around that was to me that was back then was technology it was like this is so much easier it was like hooray this is amazing Absolutely. Uh, and and now we're now it's pvc cards is what we're starting to see and as you start to look at uh, proximity cards and, and other things, and, and we're kind of veering away from um, that that paper-based card, of course. Um, yeah, and then and then you mentioned like the website being much larger um, feel that than it is. And I do think that as we, we work with cus- uh, training consultants and providers, and we're out there vetting different consultants and providers and looking at the ones we want to also work with one of our touching points um to to look at to see um do they do they look advanced what what do they do is is just the look and feel of their website if the look Mm -hmm. and feel of their website looks like it's from the early 2000s um then that tells us that they're probably not going to be as advanced um as as somebody that's got a more modern looking website and i've seen some unfortunately from some consultants i won't name anybody but just some (laughs) horrible looking um websites and i'm really not sure how they're still in business today because that look and feel and just like having testimonials and some of those really important parts on a website aren't there so whether the guy just has a lot of industry um connections might just be it where they haven't had to do that but anybody starting and anybody starting in the consulting world today um or you've been in it you really like need to look at uh your website as a starting point of how does that look does it look like you would do business with the person you're looking at or the website you're looking at yeah great Um, point great point um, in terms of how Wallacard even got started, um, again, it's I, I've been in health and safety for now about 15 years. I've been uh, 
with a few different companies in, in the safety training world, uh, primarily doing mobile equipment training, train the trainer programs, um, um, a lot of flying around North America, living that uh, life of uh, flying around and uh, living in a suitcase and uh, Absolutely. having having dinner by yourself and I, I i'll stop there so i don't start crying because it, it <laughs> did get a little it did get a little sad at sometimes i guess um yeah absolutely i i'm there uh, at one point i was 180 days uh, overnight and so i i know exactly what you're talking about for sure and and i i, I definitely knew i wanted a change from that lifestyle but i didn't know exactly what that change was so in the safety training world, I, I ended up going into management and, and less of the actual training side. Um, but, but as I said, I, I've got lots of years of experience in the consulting and safety side. Uh, but but Wallacore didn't actually come from that as an idea. It came from something way more simple. Um, we I, I was out actually having a, a couple of uh, uh, drinks and, and dinner with a buddy of mine who works in construction. Uh, and he actually went to go pay the bill. And he pulled out his wallet and uh, he he pulled out George Costanza's wallet. It was a very, <laughs> it was a very thick wallet. And I, I, I had to ask him like, what the heck is in your wallet? I might have not used that exact wording, um, yeah. but, but he ended up pulling out 10 different workplace certs from his fall protection certificate to his first aid card, um, scissor lift, aerial boom lift. So he had yeah, 10 all different the cards. cards. <laughs> on him and I, I as we i left i kind of thought i'm like the training company i'm currently working for um we're one of we're actually two of those cards in his wallet um plus the other eight he has i'm like how many other people are dealing with this is what my mind started thinking then of course yeah i went to there's got to be some sort of technology already available uh in the app store that that can manage this and i i did some research uh real quick afterwards in terms of looking at what was the competitive landscape um, of, uh, of card storage um, sort of um, applications or something that was even more applicable is workplace certificate record systems. Oh, yeah. um, I, I found StoCard, which is your reward card kind of um, uh, tracking um, uh, app, but it's, it's more for like your, uh, your, your, um, gift like cards badges so, or, or something. Your, well, it's more for like your stores. So if, I'm just trying to think of a store that has rewards oh, in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you um, mean. Yep. Like maybe your uh, Starbucks and stuff like that. That sort of yeah, yeah. Um, a reward. Starbucks is universal, brother. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, but it wasn't something that was in in my mind. It wasn't good enough. Like you couldn't say that it was a verified card or a verified record. Um, and then the same with taking a picture of your card and putting it on your phone. It still didn't have that kind of verification aspect. Um, so as we started kind of looking at that world, we kind of went: Is there something then that has the ability to um, issue cards, verify cards, and automate notifications for renewal. Um, and, and as a training provider, um, one of the things that we did poorly, um, and this might echo some of the, the listeners, is the actual um, follow-up of our customers in terms of when those cards expired, whether it was one, two, three, or five years down the road. Were we, as a consultant and training provider, being proactive um, and, and notifying our customers ahead of time so that they got on-time retraining? Or were we potentially losing money as a consultant in terms of if there was, call it a six-month gap um, in, in that training because they didn't realize their training lapse and we never realized their training lapse, where now we've missed six months uh, of, uh, of potential 
uh, mm -hmm. of time, which is uh, potentially another renewal cycle in that client's life cycle. Um, or worse, did they go on Google and type in forklift training near me um, and found a competitor that not only competes with you, but um, but is offering uh, other training that they're getting from a competitor um, as well. So we uh, we kind of looked at a system that uh, is there something I can do all of this stuff and a lot of the pains as a provider. Um, of course, as a training provider and a consultant, your, your job isn't to manage the data, it's to do the training and work with your clients to make sure they're safe. Um, yeah. And that's kind of how we got started uh, over five years ago now. Well, that's uh, you hit on so many good points there because one of the, the first things that I, I make sure that I teach and, and when I do my, um, I've got a blueprint course for consultants. So basically I start them through the process of when you start thinking of being a, being a consultant, you need to do this. <laughs> and then I work them all the way through to even supplemental income when you need it. So uh, one of the things I, I really mention is the best way to stay active and stay busy and stay employed as a consultant is to 4x each relationship so if you have an opportunity to get four separate uh, jobs from one client then that equals you know repeat business so using a system like this it's great i just did this recently contacted a client and just said hey i want to do an annual follow-up right now we did some training last year how are you doing and she actually asked me to do four other classes that they're going to fly me out to do just because of that little call so you automated that with your system and that is a way to keep people engaged so that's that's a, a great great avenue there to to forex that relationship for sure, and I, I do believe that that touch point of, of calling your customers, even with the digital world we're in, is still very crucial. So even though wallet cards automating notifications and things like that, I still touching base with your clients. We, we were trying as on, on our business, we try to talk to our clients every quarter um, just to make sure that they're happy with the product, um, learn about uh, for on, on kind of looking at it from my perspective um, and now learning about their current needs, what other things potentially we can build as a feature to automate more of their processes as well. Um, so we're, we're definitely trying to do that. And I would almost echo that in the consultant world is you still want to try to maintain those 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 follow-up phone calls and maybe you'll find out that your client needs um, uh, a different set of training based on some a new process or uh, something they're doing uh, that uh, that they can of course help with where if you didn't touch base with them again a lot of these guys and with the digital world we live in I can mm -hmm. go to Google and uh, and search something uh, whatever it happens to be and find uh, an applicable result that's likely not going to be me or 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 that consultant. Um, so there's there's got to be a lot of uh, still a lot of work being done. But uh, if we can get rid of um, some of the the mundane tasks of notifying your clients that their training is coming due and things like that, where we can kind of work more in big picture items and and where we can generate more revenue as well, um, that would be a better effective use of time. Yep, and that always breaks down to the your time equals a certain amount of money. So generally when you're first starting out, you kind of mirror what your hourly salary was and pretty soon you kind of figure out, oh, 
hold on, I got to do my own insurance and I got to do everything else that involves there. I got to give myself a higher rate and that equals time. So like uh, government entities, they call it full-time equivalent hours. So those FTEs, full-time equivalent hours is how they allot certain time for individuals to do enforcement or compliance assistance or whatever. They know it's going to take X amount of hours. So generally with uh, consultants, we kind of lose that, that idea and they say, oh, yeah, I could help somebody out quickly or I'll do my website myself and I don't have to stay that, uh, spend that money. And uh, investing on something or someone or a solution is really hard for us consultants to do sometimes because we're thinking about the expense versus the investment. And uh, that investment term, even though it's still dollar figures kind of going out, you know, if you invest in someone that's going to spend a cheaper hourly rate to do the same job you would do, probably even better <laughs> than you actually made out. <laughs> So I think uh, that's that seems like what you're illustrating there as far as a, a solution for the resource, uh, I should say a resource for the uh, safety consultant is, hey, won't you let us do that? You could focus on growing your business. For sure. Yeah, it's, I, I remember kind of the, the last parts of this would have been 20 13 and 14 in the consulting world as well. I, I think my daily rate was at about $2,000 per day. So I wouldn't go anywhere unless a client would pay that daily rate. Plus if it included travel, it was plus travel on top of that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Of course, of course, I don't know what the demand and, and of course every region's a bit different, but um, I wouldn't work with customers to be honest that were would ask for um, uh, if they wanted an $800 kind of daily rate for something. I, I just, it, it, again, time equals money, as you said, and it's what, what you value your time at. And again, that experience and everything else builds upon um, the ability to over time increase your price point and your daily rates um, as you work with customers. And we had customers specifically um, requesting me to do the training uh, because they, they liked the quality of training. Um, uh, the last time I did training, I, I remember this customer was like, hey, can Naveen still do it? And I left the company at that time. So no, I couldn't. Um, so they, there was a, a bit of struggle with that customer to kind of rely on another company. But yeah. I think even almost every program I did, so at least one person didn't pass the program. Um, and these were all kind of beginner programs. It's not something I set out to do. But it's just the person. This like there's always one uh, person that just couldn't quite grasp that that level where I thought they weren't they there were yet. Efficient. Exactly, they weren't there yet. So we we would tell the company, hey, we've got to invest more time in them, and they would do that, and and they that they actually valued that part of it um, yeah. more than getting the certification aspect done. Is that they knew that um, there was a bar set uh, by the the consultant and the training provider that now all their employees are hitting this bar. Um, they actually refused to, they were large enough that they could do a train the trainer program. They refused okay. it. They wanted to hire uh, the training company to do uh, the, the operator programs. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you said another good gem there. Uh, it is hard at first to pick and choose clients, but uh, definitely as you get more and more, uh, stable really is what it boils down to you know then the opportunity will still keep coming at you so choosing opportunity 
then becomes a little bit easier. So when you are at your certain rate, you know, some people's not going to be able to afford you. That's just, you know, part of, part of what happens. And that's a good thing uh, because then as you're choosing these clients too, you're also going to be choosing the experience you're going to have fun wise. And then you're also going to be, you, you have an understanding that this client knows what you're bringing to the table. So you, they're, they're going to be willing to pay that. So that becomes a really hard decision to make, especially when you're in that pivot point between smaller um, smaller revenue thinking and larger revenue thinking. Definitely. And, and don't get me wrong. In the early days, we took everything. Um, yeah. so a, a customer, yeah, for sure. And a customer reached out to us. I remember this. I remember this because we spent the entire weekend creating the book um, is they, they were looking for an excavator program back then. We never we did front end loader, skid steer loader, backhoe training, but we mm -hmm. didn't have a, an excavator book. So over that, the, from that Friday, I went out to uh, a rental agency and pulled a whole bunch of uh, manufacturers' manuals for them. Uh, downloaded some that were online. Uh, the entire weekend, we just we had our entire staff stay the weekend, and we we read through it all, created a book. So by Tuesday uh, the next week, we had our book laid out, ready to go, and we can go do this program wow. for this customer. Um, but th those are, I'm sure, things that you, you not only you've probably echoed, but um, a lot of consultants have echoed is if, if somebody asks for something, um, it's amazing what we can all do if we put uh, our minds to it, I guess, and, and the effort, of course, to be able to, uh, to get it done. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and it's truly, it it, once you feel like you have at least the, the working knowledge of understanding how you could uh, dissect what the client's truly asking, because sometimes they say things and they're asking things and they don't really know, but you've got to kind of weed through that. <laughs> and then you, once you figure out what they truly need and versus what they're asking for, then if you have that uh, resource group together, you could pretty much figure out almost anything safety and health related with that group and you're working your way towards getting to that final product. But the thing that you guys did is the time. I know what kind of time that takes in order to do what you just did. And that is amazing that you guys were able to uh, figure that out within that short amount of time. For sure, yeah. It's a, and again, it's it's a need, and a, our team was fairly decent at that time in terms of size. Uh, that company is doing a lot of different training, and and all, a lot of their training now actually is done online through an LMS program or provider. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, again, it's, uh, if you're, uh, as a consultant too, if you're not harnessing technology and have some online versions of your programs, and I'm not sure Sheldon, what your thoughts of, of online programs are, but I do I think mean. that you're in. Okay, cool. Cause I, I know industry is, is going that way and, uh, their industry is less, um, especially after 2008, when we kind of had that entire downturn in economy. And of course that, that economy downturn not only hurt us, but it hurt Canada as well. Um, and we found less and less customers were actually willing to pay the daily weight plus um, the travel rate. They were looking for somebody more centralized and regional where they would only have to pay the daily rate and not the combination thereof. Uh, yep. and, 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 uh, and the company I was working for at that time, um, we, we ended up deciding that, hey, let's get into uh, online training. This was about 2011, which is still, it's, I'm, I'm not sure in the time frame of LMS, I think it was still early-ish on, um, mm -hmm. but there was, there was definitely some key players in there. Um, 
but um, even today, that company is still one of the very few that has an online train the trainer program for mobile equipment training, um, wow. which is uh, which is still something that's quite unique out there. Um, there's of course some elements to that where you can't do only um, online training for forklift training. There's still a practical component, so there's different right. things that they had to uh, decide and build for for those aspects of it. But it uh, the hybrid model is of course something that's quite uh, out there quite a bit when it comes to online training. And there's simulations now too. You could do a full uh, simulation with virtual reality glasses. There's companies that are developing that now. So truly, if you're not thinking technology to grow your business, uh, this is the best time to do it. Um, I use a system. Actually, I've used several systems. I've I've gone through the the gambit of different systems of being able to host any kind of education online. And first I started with um, doing a Moodle university. So I was, I was doing that. I did Pearson because I used to be an adjunct instructor and I was used to working with that blackboard and all these other things to create some sort of way for me to get my clients digital products as to the digital training, online training through a learning management system, LMS. And it does still help. So right now I'm using Teachable under Primus.Institute. So if you go to Primus.Institute, you'll be able to see the courses I put up there. But then I also do private courses for my actual clients so they could now have training with me, even though I'm not there. And so you're you're absolutely right. It's the way to go. So that's what found that's actually what drove me to Wallet Card. Because I personally was looking for that solution to mirror my ML, my LMS that I've been doing because I'm always uh, thinking, well, I need to be more detailed. I need to have tracking. I need to have notifications. And when I'm thinking this and I'm like, all right, do I do that in WordPress? How does that, you know, talk to my, my payment center? And then how do I get that to deliver, you know, my emails? And so the, the actual system of what do I have to connect in order for all those things to work, uh, that's I didn't have. So I was looking that up and I came across to you guys. So that's what, uh, you know, the mindset I was like, oh, wow, that's, that seems really cool. For sure. And I, I do think we really pick up where the LMS systems drop off at um, is L we're, we're definitely not an LMS system. So I want to make sure that's very clear. Um, yeah. We're we're that uh, health and safety and a training records management solution um, in terms of managing all of the safety certification, all the different records uh, in a centralized system. We're not tied to any LMS system. We can uh, integrate through uh, what they in the tech world what they call APIs um, into any sort of system uh, as long as they are able to communicate with us to really mm -hmm. streamline um, a lot of the data management side. I know there are LMS systems out there that have um, a very simple uh, database component that houses uh, certificates. Um, and, and that's great as a starting point. But what we've done is we've kind of taken that aspect of it and made an entire platform, uh, not only for training providers with the issuance of digital verified, verified cards, but also mm -hmm. on, on the client management side of managing uh, job roles, let's say job roles that are matched to 
uh, training requirements and competency requirements uh, to having a digital training matrix, which visually shows um, uh, all the compliance. And then on top of that, the expiration notifications as well of when all this training is coming due um, in wallet card, uh, a certificate, um, a digital record can be linked to the end trainee. Uh, of course, yourself as the training provider consultant, but also to to the client themselves too. So we're 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 really all about collaboration, and and uh, at our core, we have a digital collaborative record that gets shared through the platform. We're starting to even veer towards now just through client demand, and a lot of the partners we work with uh, currently um, they're kind of pushing us towards QR code integration. So we don't have QR codes that. yet. So yeah, we don't have QR codes just yet, but it's in our kind of two to three month uh, development timeline where somebody can scan a QR code. You can either print a card out, uh, whether you print it out and laminate yourself, print it to a PVC card. We actually work with a, a card printer uh, company that we partnered with that not mm -hmm. only prints everything we print, but if um, one of our training provider partners or consultants is looking to buy a printer, um, they can, of course, sell and support um, that provider as well. Um, and then cards can easily be printed through our system directly to that card printer. But the QR code aspect, I think, is kind of, again, the way we're going with the industry. Uh, a person could put a sticker on their hard hat, um, yeah. and then what, what that'll redirect to on our end is what we're calling a health and safety transcript. So very much like your educational college transcript, um, but it's going to be a health and safety transcript. They'll be able to see some of the information. They won't be able to see a lot of it. Um, it's There will still be some things that are going to be gated by you need to request in, uh, access to it. Yeah. But but you'll be able to see a lot. So if you're on a site and you needed to pull up a person's record, you can easily do that and verify that, okay, so-and-so uh, has their fork or ticket, and yes, it's still current. And uh, XYZ provider um, has, has done the training for them. Excellent. And I would imagine uh, you could probably even do a visual version of that where they could see a badge of the person, uh, whatever was completed next to the picture. You know, so you could tell by just visually if they have a badge of certain type of training that that equals they've completed that training. So that that would be my my vision of what this will look like, as well as even a hyperlink, right? If you're you have the technology, you might as well, depending on uh, on what the permissions will be, right? Definitely, yeah. I know it. Uh, that's kind of definitely where we're going um, as we progress forward. And 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 not only the QR codes is uh, kind of a main feature we're adding to the platform, but also digital forms. So we've got not only consultants that are asking for a digital form builder where they can complete an inspection at a site um, digitally through their tablet or phone, um, and uh, and once they complete it, then they can automatically send it to their client through Wallacard. But also that ability on the customer side where the clients get the management to create their own digital forms and complete inspections, maybe a forklift inspection or something like that digitally using a, a phone or a tablet. Yeah, absolutely. Well. Hey, and if you could uh, throw in a PayPal link so they could pay me at the same time, I'd greatly appreciate that. Add that to the wallet card service. We, we can try to do that. It might cost you more than the PayPal link is worth. Uh, that's true, right? <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, while you're at it, here's the audit. Push this button to pay Sheldon. <laughs> no, we, we actually are looking at getting into some of that stuff, too, where we could even streamline uh, that side of it. But there's some really awesome... Um, 
uh, invoicing and accounting apps out there. And the one I always like to uh, give a shout out to is Wave Apps. Um, and they're they're a free um, a free uh, invoicing slash accounting platform. Um, they monetize only from the uh, the actual if a transaction is completed through credit card or uh, uh, or any other kind of debit sort of transaction through their system. They make a little fee from there. Okay. Um, but the rest of their platform is completely free. So again, if you're if you're still in the Excel spreadsheet slash um, um, uh, Microsoft Word doc uh, oh, yeah. of creating invoices, there's some pretty awesome free software out there that also connects to your bank account uh, to track all your expenses, and you can um, manage your business quite easily through systems like that. Yeah, I wish I knew that. I would have added to uh, my finance episode, and I, I did have one where just the full episode was just dedicated to how you're going to work with some of these different types of payment systems and how do you integrate it into your website? What's it good for? Why should you use them? So that's, you know, you got to be able to get past a written check being email or a mail to you. <laughs> and that's how you collect money. You know, you got to get past that, except for, you know, your, your government clients, because that's what they do right you're any of your government clients you're still getting a paper check so you'll need it for that but other than that uh you you could get in step into something that'll take you into the next century some good technology for that one for sure what what's really cool with actually wave is um i and this actually happened really recently is i actually handed a paper invoice that i printed out to a uh, to a new customer of ours and then i was going to go back to to the to the office and actually email a copy and in in that paper version there's like a couple of buttons that are there to be able to click to pay and of course you can't do that on the paper version but I didn't even realize that there's a link at the very bottom and it's a shortened link um, that the client can actually enter in on their end and go pay for it. So before I even got home oh, nice. to my office, the customer had already paid for that invoice and I didn't oh, have I to even spend it. So yeah, it's it changed quite a bit. Um, and the, the, yeah. having to chase your customers to pay and stuff like that, again, that oh, world yeah. is changing quite, quite uh, well for us. Yeah, those are good days when you you actually send an invoice. I remember doing that once, and I do most of my invoicing through uh, the PayPal system because it works well for me. And uh, I'll send it out. And I remember one time I, I barely hit the send button, refreshed once, and it was there. I was like, "Wow, this is magic!" <laughs> right in the account. I was like, "All right, nailed it." <laughs> Yeah, I'm finding more and more clients now are requiring EFT as a way of uh, of pay, paying and no yeah, longer credit cards as well. So having the ability to accept an EFT, I think, is going to get a, 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 something a, a consultant needs to look at um, as a form of collecting payments. Now, you get a unique opportunity to see different types of consultants as they come by. They ask for help through your system to to really get their system robust in making sure they could provide this service or wallet cards and anything else. I know you're 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 vastly growing. So for the new guy, what do you what do you see? Have you or let's go back? Have you been able to tell yet a pattern of success, a pattern of failure that you may have seen from different types of uh, people coming in and looking for help that you could share with us? Yeah, in terms of the current consultants and training providers we work with, we've got about thirty that we work with currently. Um, 
all of them um, are, are definitely on a pattern of success and they, they, they do a lot of things well. And we're, again, hand selecting the current ones we're trying to work with as of right now. What um, kind of stuff do you see that, that is, is a denoter for you that says, oh, this company is going to be okay? Uh, what, is there anything that's an identifiable characteristic? Um, I, I think for us uh, as a starting point is, um, again, in the vetting process is even do they have a Facebook uh, uh, and an, uh, a Twitter and a LinkedIn uh, business page, right? So those are kind of like the, I think the outer uh, baseline. uh, items, baselines of, are they going to be somebody that is somebody we want to work with? And if, and if you don't have some of those kind of touch points, and if you're not even active on some of those touch points of, of social media, um, then again, it, it shows that your, your business is potentially maybe, a, and it doesn't matter if it's a little smaller, but it, it shows that you're, you're not interacting with your clients on all the different mediums that are available and different customers will go to different channels to find information. Um, for instance, if, if my phone or, or if my cable or something or my internet's not working, I automatically go to Twitter. Twitter is my medium to find out is uh, is a local internet provider uh, down or if, is there an outage. I don't Google that yeah. anymore um, yeah, because companies are way more proactive with, with yeah. telling customers that. Yep, it'll come right up on your feed so you'll be able to see that right away. So that's a good... Um, that is social media right now has actually been the last two to three guests. They have mentioned that as being one of the ways that they have succeeded was actually having that presence where other people feel intimidated. It's, what am I going to say? What am I going to have it? Uh, they see the kids and how younger people, especially the millennials and disease in that generation, those two generations, you know, that they've had it most of their lives. So uh, us, I'm a, I'm a Xer. <laughs> so us Gen Xers, you know, we we're pretty comfortable with it, but uh, those that are beyond the Gen X age and they're getting into consulting after they've been through, you know, an executive stint, you know, they might be a little intimidated with getting into that technology. So I think your words are going to kind of help prod them along on that. For sure. And, and of course, there, there are agencies and other ways to get those set up. And if you're if you're making some money, uh, it's not necessarily that you'll have to be the one doing it. You can work with people that can do that. And if you are if you believe in any sort of offshoring as well and, and having virtual assistance um, as a starting point, um, again, going back to what we talked about earlier is like that, uh, that your daily rate and, and how much kind of you value yourself. Sometimes yeah. it's worth having that kind of person that can assist you on doing some of those uh, day-to-day tasks where um, it's it's add some blog posts or do things like that. And if you want to self-manage, it'll be using a, a system kind of, uh, like Hootsuite, which is a, a local Vancouver uh, firm. Um, that's really? uh, Yeah, they're, they're uh, based in Vancouver. That. Yeah, so they're, they're a multi-million dollar organization. And, yeah, they used um, for a while. Yeah, they, they, they take all your channels and put it into one and you can create one uh, post and it would direct it to all the different um, uh, social media feeds and you can set it up. So we I used to spend like a Saturday uh, setting up the next two months of my posts um, yeah, and then I knew that I had to go back to it in two months to do it again. Um, yeah, so it's, that's a good way of doing that because uh, you'll be able to uh, utilize your time, especially when you're going to do multiple posts within a week. 
generally I would say if you're going to get into social media, you have to have a daily presence in some way. And then like Twitter, it may actually be two, three times a day, but you don't have to do it or you could pre-program it, right? That's what uh, we're hearing here, which is uh, Hootsuite. I think uh, Meet Edgar does that one too. And there's a, there's a couple others. You really have to look it up. What would they look up? What What's that called? I forget. Um, like social media management type things, I guess, or yeah, is planner or something like that. I I don't know what the search would be, but I know that's the if you can look up uh, whatever and Hoot is H O O T S U I T E, sweet. And then uh, Meet Edgar is the other one that I I know of offhand, but I used Hootsuite, and I I thought that was great. That really helped me out. Yeah, and going back to some of the other things that we see, some of the providers we work with, and, and to be honest, some of them that we worked with, it took us uh, three months of um, almost badgering these these uh, providers of following up them, trying to even schedule a demo um, to get them on, on, on a line to be able to take a look at what we do. Um, that um, So it's not a one kind of cookie cutter answer I can give you, but some of the things that they are doing is they are active on social media. They do blogs as well. Um, being a content creator for blogs on your own kind of blog.yoururl.com is a great way to further promote your company and get um, some SEO traffic um, and build your kind of uh, organic um, listing. So when you Google, um, I always fall back to forklift because that was my background. So if you yeah. Google forklift training near me or forklift training requirements, um, and it's somebody that's in your area, your article will pop up as one of the articles to to read and review and, and really being that um, uh, content creator and educator um, uh, in that space is uh, again, something that we see our, our some of our clients doing. Um, some of the things that if you are doing where we can help you out on as well is if you are managing your your clients' records by paper um, or or spreadsheets, um, you you know as much as I know that um, both of those uh, systems don't work well for being proactive um, right. and collaborative. And you'll definitely have churn of customers. You're going to lose customers using those systems because uh, you're not going to be able to follow up with everybody in a timely manner. Um, where if you are doing those two kind of components um, and you're also kind of going back to the uh, those days of printing those paper-based cards, laminating it and, uh, and sending those out, if you're having those expenses of not only the time to do it, but the mailing costs, um, and, and I remember everything we mailed was tracked because it had all their documentation in it. Um, yeah. So that adds another layer of uh, a cost Absolutely. to that as well. So if you're doing some of those things currently, um, partnering with a company like Wallet Card, where we issue digital cards, your customers get it immediately as, as soon as you issue those cards through our system. They don't have to wait for that uh, that package to come in the mail. Um, uh, if you're doing some of those things, you would be a good fit to to chat with us um, to to find out um, if if we can work together um, as well. And we're we're definitely open to working with more and more safety consultants and training providers um, as we continue to expand. So we're we're definitely in that market to find more of them we're we're really right at this point we're googling we're we're qualifying we're calling um uh, different con consultants and providers as it stands right now um and, and working with you and with your audience um this will just amplify our message which is pretty awesome yeah that's great and i know that uh these 
you know, your target market, my, my bachelor's in marketing. So my mind's always going back in the market. So you, once you reach out to, you know, target marketing, you find out what they're looking for, especially as they're giving you that input, then you become so valuable to us <laughs> as, you know, not only a valued partner, because you're letting us talk, you're hearing exactly what we're saying and then giving us the solutions we're asking for. But then it's also a practical way to meet the needs for your, your customers without you physically having to uh, have that system in place that's uh, my dad actually mentioned recently to me my dad's uh, my family's from British Guyana which is uh, in South America but it's a Caribbean type culture so uh, we're, we're Guyanese and my dad I just talked to him recently and just told him how we're doing and everything and tell him about the business and how busy I'm getting and I was thinking about I might end up having to hire some people in, in different aspects and he says well you can't be small for Forever, right? It's <laughs> like, like that was really a good way of just breaking all my anxiety down to one good phrase of you know if you're planning on growing, at some time you can't be just yourself. You're gonna eventually have to uh, create what looks like success to you, and you're probably gonna have to branch out either hire somebody or use something like Upworks, uh, which I've I've been both of. I've actually used people to do like a website thing back to our earlier conversation i was just beating my head on this one website issue in wordpress i couldn't figure it out i said that's it i put 25 bucks on upworks i asked somebody to I gave them the thing i was looking for said help and uh they, it went nuts with all the people who were able to uh give me bids or, or give me quotes on this how much they would do it and turned out this kid from uh, i believe his romanian uh he took this job i gave him uh, his own username and and code to get into the website so you know he had his own permissions and he was done within two hours i gave him an extra 25 bucks it was like excellent dude he did great for me and i spent literally hours trying to figure this out and it goes back to that time if we're charging people for our time in daily rates and hourly i don't do hour i haven't done hour in a long time but uh, actually i don't think i've ever done hourly as a consultant <laughs> but our daily rates and half day rates you know our time is money you could get someone to do something like your services and uh even someone who could help us with other blog posts and everything else that you've mentioned where social media it is well worth it and it's going to make your business even larger in perception and it's going to take off a little something from you too so you could now have more time to do the reason why you became a, your own boss right <laughs> definitely and something we're trying to do on the on the wallet card side too is having some uh um uh, webinars that we we host on a kind of a monthly basis and we're working with a few local um, BC based industry association partners of ours uh, and we're going to be marketing this to their membership in terms of it's a free compliance webinar is what we're hosting so just to talk to companies about um, kind of going from their current paper-based record keeping to a digital record keeping um, and 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 some of the benefits of introducing technology to help um, and of course they're at the very very end there'll be a plug-in for wallet card in, in, in that sort of uh 
webinar, but it's it's more about industry and uh, regulations, compliance, and that sort of uh, aspects. So if, again, as if you can offer some of those free uh, webinars to to your customers um, out there, it uh, again you'll 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 gain uh, more companies that are interested in in getting that free educational kind of component piece, which then again can catapult into uh, more paid customers. Um, and it's a bit of my way of giving back to uh, an industry and a community that's um, well, it's supported me for now over 15 years. Um, so it's it's uh, I think that aspect of giving back in whatever way we can um, is is something that we should all try to do to the best of our ability. And um, second, what I'm trying to do on, on that giving back as well is in the in the tech community, uh, uh, especially is for startups. Is I I, I try to give my time to um, chat with startups. Um, I'm I'm on a platform called Pick My Brain, um, which allows you to either monetize your time or not. Um, and I chose not to monetize my time, um, but it's to just again have conversations with people that are looking to start their startups, start their business, um, in in especially the tech community um, with things that they should do, things I've done, things that haven't worked out. And I, I think that's something you're creating as well, which is amazing is we've all done a lot of things that um, probably we made mistakes on. Um, yep. And if we can uh, limit those mistakes for uh, for other consultants starting off uh, and, and they don't have to repeat some of those uh, steps, that those, it just helps them out as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's truly my focus there too so it's good to hear that i'm not the only one at it someone else is thinking the same way so that's awesome for sure yours yeah yours is directed to the safety consulting community which again is i, I think an important one uh that uh if you if i knew you existed uh 15 years ago i think my life would be far different um today than it <laughs> currently is See, you needed to hit your path. I'm, I'm a Deepak Chopra guy, and Deepak <laughs> always says there's a sync or destiny. So the, everything that happened leading up to now had its own purpose. So uh, uh, we had to go through that in order to be here, right? Exactly. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I don't think I would know about Wallacre to have really the idea of it if I didn't go through what I did. Uh, the the other cool thing with Wallacard and our safety partners and consultants is we actually uh, through kind of either the issuance of it or through registering uh, the consultant clients um, that uh, so the clients that work with the safety consultants they actually get a free version of our platform and it carries the consultants branding on it um, so we, oh, it, nice. it, we we essentially white label the platform uh, with their branding. Um, and, and and that's another touch point. So when you talk about those kind of different touch points with your customers, you can go ahead and introduce that, hey, we've recently partnered with Wallacard. Um, you get a free account uh, through their system and potentially even onboard all your historical records. And really where we find it on for a training provider where it's valuable is, let's say most of your records expire in three years. Um, so everything kind of prior to that or within that time frame. so between one and three years, you would in, you would upload and onboard into Wallacord as a historical record, and then sure. we would automate all the notifications of retraining. Uh, so again, it's something that the, the training provider and consult, consultant doesn't have to do. But again, it's that touch point with the customer. They now get a management system that they likely don't have. A lot of companies still use paper spreadsheets um, and and and, uh, and non kind of uh, collaborative, proactive systems to manage their compliance. So they'll value that. So when you talk about like Absolutely. having 
you know, when you have a, when you talk about having a competitive advantage against the next consultant or somebody else that you, uh, that's there, uh, this is one tool we can help with to provide that uh, uh, a competitive advantage that a customer will stick with you because now they see your branding. And then we even go into revenue share plans and models with our with our partners as well that we can dive into um, when we when we chat with them um, as well. Uh, that that is another revenue generation. Um, uh, as well as the creation of saving time and, and, and administrative time and money on that aspect, you can actually make money uh, by partnering with WalletCard. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, a great idea because truly uh, everything is networking and there's been so many different type of referral services and affiliate programs, even like um, for my program on uh, Teachable, I could set up an affiliate system for someone to go ahead and sell my uh, program on their website. So that would be the same kind of a mindset. It's, it's always been that that finder's fee, if you will, a referral fee, uh, which is great to get as a supplemental income for someone in a consulting where it's feast or famine sometimes. And you're like, oh, great. Uh, and now you have another way of getting supplemental income. So that's, that's another win there, man. You're hitting all the points for us consultants. Just, you know, get It's like a little checklist saying, yes, yes, I need to do this. I got to do this. You're going down that list saying, uh, this is wonderful for us. So uh, before we give uh, you the, the opportunity to let us know how to get to you, I just want to mention that I know in coming days, I'm going to create a, a safetyconsultantpodcast.com that's the home of this podcast safetyconsultantpodcast.com and I'll do a backslash wallet card we'll create a landing page for you guys something that me and Naveen will put our heads on so we're recording this before you listen to it it's not live so we got some time so by the time you listen to this on Monday or uh, if I do it the following week depending on uh, on my schedule there you know you, we'll have something up and then I'll also mirror it on my shelvenprimus.com com backslash wallet card so it'll be both there and uh any other information we'll put in those uh those notes there so you'll be able to to see the notes for whatever episode this is you'll see my social media go popping up with you know a new episode and i'll show the wallet card logo so you know that's live so naveen tell us a little bit on uh how do we find you as far as uh what someone wants to contact you and start using the service so where, where should we have them go yeah so i definitely uh encourage them to go to those two links you just mentioned um and uh, fill in um hopefully you can put in like an email and a, a first and last name and a company field on that page yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, and then that information can get redirected to us and kind of the way we will work with uh, new safety consultants or any partner we work with is we'll arrange a demo of the platform so we can kind of do a screen share demo walk you through how we can work with you guys um you'll have the opportunity to then take a look to see hey does this amplify what you're doing does this benefit you and is it worth it for you as well um and, and if, it, if it's not just uh, again it's it, it might cost us both 45 minutes of time um which uh, which which yeah which is nothing and it, it, it we can arrange it at kind of what's convenient for you um and uh, even getting onto pricing and stuff like that we are a low-cost platform all around from from the training providers and consultants we don't on the consultant side we don't have a month-to-month -month pricing model um so you don't pay something month to month with our uh with our uh platform we do have a uh, a volume 
based credential pricing. So you kind of buy digital credentials uh, in bulk and we can go through the pricing, but it really, it, it's as low as 25 cents a record. Um, and, and the average is a dollar per record, depending on how much training you do. We work with providers that issue out 25 to 50,000 certs a year to the wow. guys that issue out a couple hundred certs a year. So we really, we, we cater to everybody and, and, and everyone in between. Um, so it, it's not that you're too small for us, um, but we do want to make sure uh, that the presence of a company is there, that you look, uh, your your company looks modern. You've got some of those aspects of social media in place um, and uh, and uh, you can kind of add different content to your website if, if need be and things like that. So you have that ability to, to, to um, be uh, tech savvy, I guess. Um, we don't we don't want the image of Wallacart, I guess, on a non tech savvy uh, company, just because it, it goes against, I think, our messaging of we we're a proactive, collaborative system. Um, so we want to work with modern, kind of uh, looking companies as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you spending the time and uh, just getting us used to you know a little bit more about wallet card and fun talking about all the other stuff too which is always great and you are absolutely welcome back you and any of your partners that you uh you want to throw in or clients if you want to you know just let me know hey sheldon i got something <laughs> that that would be awesome yeah it's, i'm sure a few of our uh uh, not only, yeah, like we could do a, a, a segment and maybe it'd be recorded over a couple of days before it becomes a podcast, but we can do uh, a kind of a day in the life of our some of our current training provider partners and of how oh, we awesome. work with them and how we uh, how we benefit them. So uh, again, your your um, uh, uh, membership and your group uh, can kind of hear how we actually benefit uh, them from their own eyes, but also from the client side of how we're managing their records. So we can kind of get a, a flip of both sides of, um, of how our system benefits both people in that ecosystem. Oh, awesome. Well, I really appreciate it. So Naveen, have a wonderful rest of your day and thank you so much. I, this is fun for me. Awesome. Sheldon, thank you very much for the invite for this. And I'm looking forward to working with you more in the future. Do you want to be a safety consultant? Listen to Dr. Jay Allen of Safety FM give his experience after taking the Safety Consultant Blueprint course. I have actually done research on different consultants and looked at different consulting courses and so on. There is a pretty fancy, very expensive consulting course that is out there. I have actually purchased the consulting course, was interested in it. has good information. Don't get me wrong. But you have a consulting course that really drives people onto focusing on safety and how to become a safety consultant. I will tell you on your particular course, there was better information in that particular regards than the other consulting course that was more of a generalist form. But I figured I felt like I got more information out of yours on you giving people direct path on what to do step by step. But I really think that you have a genuine good product there that can really assist people if they're interested in becoming a safety consultant. Register for the Safety Consultant Blueprint at www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com. Enter code PODCAST for a special discount.
Welcome back to the tip of the week. And before we do the tip of the week, I want to thank everybody for being listeners and passing the word about the Safety Consultant Podcast to your friends and to your coworkers and family and uh, getting it spread through that share button and like button and subscribe button. So if you haven't done that, I would like to invite you right now to uh, subscribe to this channel, this, uh, this podcast. So whatever you're listening to me on, just go ahead and uh, scroll down, hit the subscribe button. And if you're feeling some chattiness coming and you want to tell me how I'm doing, what you think about the show, I would really appreciate a comment. That would be awesome. And uh, when I do get them, I like to read them on air. So uh, just go ahead and uh, go ahead, just put that in there for me. It'd be great. So the tip of the week. The tip of the week is going to be uh, related to making sure that your company, that you look really good, you look professional. A lot of people are doing their vetting process online. So the harder it is for you to be found online, the harder it is for you to grow your business to individuals outside of your immediate uh, sphere of influence. Because yes, you will have word of mouth and that's important. You can't forget about that revenue and you're going to go to networking meetings because that's also important but when you get these bigger clients they're going to want to look you up because sometimes they'll find you through linkedin or uh, social media or through someone else that would say hey you'll take a sheldon a look because you know i really think he could help your company so i had to develop you know sheldonprimus.com and i had to develop safety consultant podcast Com. So that's the podcast where the show lives on. So I had to develop those things as a small business, and I did that through WordPress. So the tip of the week is do what it takes to learn WordPress. I am truly, once I started thinking this is a tip of the week, I was going to like deliberating and saying, well, you know, I, I want to give you a tip and it's important that you do this. But then I know there's so many nuances and details to it that I had to just beat my head over and try to find it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to commit to doing the next episode on WordPress and my experience and how I use it and what uh, makes my websites tick and I'll show you guys basically the behind the scenes of that uh, for next week but leading into that let's talk about having a WordPress site and there's really truly a lot of different ways you could have an internet website there's uh, one called I believe uh, Tix, T-I-X, or Pix, P-I-X, one of the, one of those, and uh, you actually could get the domain name, and you could get the website too, and the, it's dirt cheap there, and they give you template-based websites that you can work on. There's, there's a lot, and I've used a lot. I've actually even had a program in Adobe where I developed my own website for a little while and uploaded uh, what I developed from the Adobe program onto the server. So I've, I've done the gambit. Of of this stuff enough that I know when I find a template that works well together and it's being used everywhere worldwide 
why not be part of that? And that is WordPress. So until there's another WordPress, go get yourself a WordPress site. So call this part one of what's coming up the next week. Because next week I am going to do how my experience, what I do from even logging in, username and what's behind there. So we're going to uh, open up the hood of WordPress in episode 31. So now that we're in episode 30, uh, just go ahead and get yourself a WordPress account. Uh, best way of doing that, the way I do it each time is I buy domain names. And you know, you guys, if you don't remember, I'm a domain name geek. And uh, <laughs> there's this show I love called Power. Uh, it's crazy. Maybe I should save this for the R-rated, uh, the rated R safety show. If you guys haven't heard that, another sidebar to my sidebar, uh, the R-rated safety show or rated R safety show on Safety FM. I've guest hosted twice. Uh, so go ahead and listen to that. And that is a little freer. You, uh, you, it's not safe for, for little ears or any ears of someone sensitive. So maybe I should save that for, uh, for that time. But either way, with the, the WordPress site, it's important that you, you really use that to develop your business. And it's going to, it's going to help you. So this week, go ahead and fill it out. Get your domain name after you get your domain name. Then go ahead and fill out that the part that they're going to ask you for. I use GoDaddy. So what GoDaddy usually says is uh, there's this system and the system, uh, it basically helps you create your website and uh, you'll have to make sure you go through that portal. So I can't tell you other people, but you just won't really want to tell your, your person you call, because I call them all the time. Tell the person you want to call that you want to create a domain with a website hosted on WordPress. And uh, there's some of these, like uh, it's called Installatron. Once you put in the domain that you want the WordPress to be install, installed on, it'll pick it up and it'll put it right where it needs to be. So that's Installatron. Uh, and that's what GoDaddy uses. I don't know if Installatron's with other in, um, companies, hosting companies, but then it gives me a template and that's a theme. So from there, just stop. We're gonna pick up from there later on. So that's all you're gonna have to do. Get your domain name. If you have your domain name, then go ahead and uh, if you need to call somebody from your domain company, hosting company, call them or uh, whoever you bought the name domain name from because you need a hosting company next. And then that hosting company or that hosting feature, you want to install WordPress and you want to install uh, WordPress.com, I believe, because there is a difference between WordPress.com and WordPress.org. But uh, you, you really want the one, and I believe it's .com. So next week, we'll, we'll nail that down. Uh, so you do want that, that WordPress site. All right, so let's uh, let's go ahead and give this one the the nod for the week, and I will see you next Monday. This podcast is being sponsored by SafetyConsultantBlueprint.com.
This episode has been powered by Safety FM. The Jeep Celebration event is here, which means great deals on the SUVs built to stand the test of time are waiting. Hurry in before time runs out. FCA vehicle owners financing at $4,750 total cash allowance on select 2020 Grand Cherokee Laredo 4x4 models and dealer stock the longest. On oldest 20% inventory of 2020 Grand Cherokee Laredo models as of 3-3-2020 in dealer stock. Current vehicle must be registered for 30 days. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 3-31-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark.